Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Hey, and welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian rollerblading podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and today I want to talk about the benefits of being an OG blader. OG is a funny expression. I think it gets used most places in the world now, the OG rollerblader, the OG skater. Um, uh, But it's, I mean, when can you legitimately call yourself an OG? I mean, OG, uh, you know... We've, got, we've even got the old Ice-T album, Original Gangster. It means original gangster. Um, and so at least in its first case, it refers to someone who was there back in the day, back in the beginning, when it all began, when it was real mofo. Uh, you feel me? Um, and so who's the OG blader? You know, that's is that someone who was blading with Chris Edwards back in the 1980s when no one really knew about Rollerblade? Was that someone who, um, I was talking to Steve Johns on the interview on the podcast and he was asking for my blading Genesis story. He said, well, it all comes back to what VG you first watched, what video group you first watched. And for me, that was Dead Air. And so maybe you gotta say, unless your first VG was Dead Air, unless you were in, in 1992, 1991, 92, 93, you're not an OG. Unless you owned BMAC, uh, not BMAC, <laughs> unless you owned um, Daily Bread, number one, you weren't an OG. Unless you know what it was like uh, to, um, to put a rollerblade wrench on the side of your frames as a grind plate, you're not an OG. Um, but of course it has an extended meaning, right? So Wikipedia on OG says, original gangster, uh, or original gangsta with an A, OG, may refer to an individual regardless of criminal affiliation. So you don't have to be a gangster, bladers, fear not. You don't have to be a, in a rollerblading gang. Remember that sci-fi movie Roller Boys, I think it was called? That was dumb. Um, uh, an individual who represents ideals uh, that are seen as gangster round, generally tough, uh, seen as gangster, and generally uh, seen as tough or hood in behaviour, looks, or both, as well as a connection to the past or being older, commonly used as a sign of respect. OG. Um, and so, in that sense, we want to show respect to anyone older um, who has something of the attitude or the look of the real deal, you know, so I think largely OG now refers to an older person, 30 plus, 35 plus, who's still blading, right, OG in that sense, veteran, you know, um, I don't think it even really matters if you have the look or the attitude or the behaviour of, of a real authentic, you just have to be old, so congratulations. There are advantages to being an OG, even in just the simple sense of being an older blader who's either bladed the whole time or has, um, or has come back. One of the big ones, which is the great advantage of being older, full stop, is, funnily enough, despair, <laughs> resignation, 
pessimism. Uh, that's, that's, that's discouraging, isn't it? Typically Australian convict culture, um, British self-deprecating culture way of looking at things. Um, but uh, um, there is something liberating about pessimism. I don't know if you've heard of, of um, Alain de Botton and, um, oh, who was the other guy? Um, John? Oh, the name escapes me. But these guys who do like a philosophy for life website. Um, uh, they're all into, they're like atheists into trying to give practical, um, ethical, philosophical tools to actually live a good life. I think it's called Philosophy for Life. I'll, I'll link to it on the, oh, when I post this up anyway, I'll find it and link to it. John, John, John. Armstrong, John Armstrong, yeah, anyway. Um, they talk about, you know, they draw on ancient Stoic traditions. And, you know, we use Stoic now to mean grim, stiff upper lip, no joy, no emotion, uh, constipated people. But originally, the Stoics were actually about living happy lives. They said that the, if you, they're almost like um, the Greek philosophy equivalent of a Buddhist. If you want to live a happy life, you've got to let go of the things you can't control. You've got to embrace the things that are out of your hands um, and uh, uh, and actually sort of don't fight things you can't fight. Go with the flow of the inevitable, embrace it. And then within that, you know, it's a bit like that, um, uh, that prayer that God grant me, uh, uh, the courage to change the things that I cannot change, uh, the contentment to accept the things I cannot, and the wisdom to know the difference, that kind of thing, right? So an OG skater has some of that sense, a sense of I will never be the best. There are things I'll never do. There's, there's tricks and flips and grinds and gaps and rails I'm never going to attain. There's a degree of fame, popularity, success, sponsorship that's beyond my reach and that's okay. Well, hopefully, uh, I guess if it's not okay, you don't do it or you hate doing it. You give up in frustration or you hurt yourself in pathetic desperation to try and do it. You can embrace it for what it is. So that's, a, that's one of the great things about being an OG. You can do what you want to get out of it. You don't care if you're in or out, if you're cool or not, if people think you're a good skater or not a good skater. You've got this great, this great thing about being older of just caring less. You just don't have the energy or the time or the inclination to care. And to a fair extent, when you think about the people who would be negative, uh, you go, they're not the people I care about anyway. I care about my mates, I care about myself, I care about my family, I care about my God, I care about my own standards, um, and hopefully they're realistic. And then beyond those things, I just don't care. And that's really liberating. Um, going along with that being an OG is that hopefully you, as you get older, you, you just realise, yeah, how uh, peer pressure and in-groups and out-groups and cool and not cool, just how little that stuff matters. I remember having an amazing conversation with a friend of mine in our 20s. We were both in the same punk rock scene as teenagers, um, went to the same gigs, underground gigs, all age gigs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, knew of each other, um, but didn't really know each other. And it was funny that when we finally became friends later, because we were in the same share house, uh, it was like, um, you know, we said to each other, I thought you didn't really talk to me and stuff because you were cool and uh, reserved and aloof and you were in the in crowd, whereas I felt that like I was out of my depth and nervous and didn't belong and was a fraud. 
And then I was saying, well, I thought you were in the in crowd and you were cool and aloof and um, reserved. Um, and then we realized that actually often what comes across when you're a teenager as cool and aloof is actually just terror and uh, embarrassment, you know? Um, and so hopefully as you become an adult, you realize that no one totally knows what's going on. No one, everyone's figuring it out. Everyone still feels 22. Everyone's fumbling along. Um, it gives you compassion, I think, when, like, I don't know, uh, politicians get busted for incompetence. Not corruption, but incompetence. And maybe some forms of corruption which you could describe as accidental, incompetent corruption. Um, you've got to realise that these are people who still feel like they're 21 and are still figuring things out and are still accidentally getting stuff wrong. You know, everyone's just, just fumbling along and doing the best they can. Um, and so that's a really, that means there's less loaded, eager to pleaseness around the whole scene. You can just be friends with who you want to be friends with. Um, when you're an OG, um, as a result as well, the friendship circles are a little bit more shaped not by who's cool and who's brilliant at skating, but to some extent just who is still skating and who's nice. That you go, I'm not going to spend my time skating with people who are harsh, mean, annoying, selfish, um, uh, irritating. I want to spend time with people who are nice to spend time with, are positive, encouraging, helpful, flexible, um, and to some extent, people who are just still doing the sport. If you're longevity, if you're still skating, to some extent, you're welcome. And so you can. Sure, there'll be pros who are busy, pros who are distracted, pros who don't want to spend time talking, or if there's such a thing as a pro anymore, but people who don't want to spend time uh, talking to people they don't know all the time. Sure, you know, they're human like you are. Sometimes they'll just be a bit short and curt and, and, and not particularly warm. That's fine, no offence. Um, but also, they're just human beings, and they might be up for being friendly so you don't freak out about it. There's people. That's a cool thing about being an OG, getting how the world works. I mean, just general, you get how the world works. You've worked in businesses, you've worked in offices, you've worked in companies, you've known people. You, you, no longer is it you as this little kid and in this world of shops and companies and businesses <laughs> and councils and sponsors <coughs> as all these grown-ups with inscrutable alien ways of living in the world. You're all humans from the 12-year-old to the 60-year-old, you're all just human beings. Um, and so there's a sense of common humanity that means you can approach a skate shop owner, a skate company owner, a skater, a teenager, um, a skateboarder, uh, anyone, and, and you can work out ways to interact with them in mutually beneficial, win-win, respectful, professional, courteous ways. And, and, and you can find ways to get more out of your experience of skating and the skate community and industry in a way that helps them get the most that they want out of it. That's a cool thing about it. Another one, less waiting around. Um, I li listened a while ago to a, um, I'm not sure if you've ever listened to the um, NPR show This American Life, one, about three, four years ago. I listened to one where they had uh, a reporter uh, embed themselves in a prom and go back to like a high school prom, like a school formal, as we call them in Australia. Um, and, uh, and spend the whole night. And one of the things the journalist said is, uh, this reminded me or made me re-realize um, how much time as a teenager is spent waiting around. Waiting around for people to arrive, waiting around for a lift, waiting around to decide what to do, waiting around to buy alcohol, waiting around at the place, waiting around for the next thing, waiting to see what's happening. 
oh my goodness like you, you condense it and telescope it all to the glory days the fun moments the carefree coolness but when you go back into it as an older person you go man a lot of this time was just doing nothing sitting on grass or sitting at a concrete in a skate park or sitting at a bus stop doing nothing oh. and, and so there's something annoying about having so little time to blade yes not having the luxury to have extended day long weekend long blade binges yes so progress is slow and you can't immerse yourself the way you'd like but on the other hand um, uh, you're wasting less you can drive and get to where you want to go be there do what you want to do um, you're not dependent on everyone else is driving as well they're grown-ups who know how to keep to time um, or you're not dependent upon doing it with other people and so you can just go and do your thing and leave and it's efficient in a way that's less boring to some extent um, so that's a benefit um, uh, other benefits you can just look after your body eat well sleep well exercise well I know all that doesn't matter when you when you're young um, and so this is not so much something about replacing something bad with something good, uh, so much as replacing something good and doable when you're 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, uh, with something that's um, different and good in a different way. You know, that you're now doing something that uh, feels good in a different way. You feel strong, you feel fit, you feel healthy. Um, I mean, I remember going skating as a high schooler, and I was talking to my brother about it, going, did we bring any food when we went and spent the whole days at the Paran Skate uh, Ramp in South Yarra, in Paran, in, in Melbourne? I don't think we did. I don't think we had enough money to buy junk food. I don't think we brought sandwiches. I think we just went and spent the day with nothing except water. Um, uh, but now to actually be able to eat and drink and sleep and rest and exercise well, that's just a different experience of skating. That's all. Um, uh, an advantage I'm enjoying about coming back to skating is there's, a, at least for me, a different way of being able to break down tricks or break down fear and break down um, things I'm aiming to do uh, in a different way. I can overcome fear rationally. I can learn tricks more rationally. I'm enjoying that in a way that I don't think I did as well and as clearly and mechanically. Uh, mechanically sounds bad, but, but in a way that I... I there's a way to get from here to there in terms of learning that I, I didn't see before. Um, I think that's all I had in my notes. So there's a lot of advantages to being OG. Yeah, I mean, you heal slower. <laughs> you, you have less time. Uh, your fear factor is higher. Oh, man, yeah, one more thing is you have money, probably, more money. Not only for petrol to get places, but to buy good equipment, to replace good equipment. If there's something you want, then at least you'll be able to save up to get it. It's nice just having the money to give to a sport you love and to to overcoming conveniences and breakages swiftly. That's just a nice extra perk. This has been a good episode. Um, I'm going to go and get coffees for the office. I've been for a, I had a morning off, so I went for a morning skate at the Vert ramp, which was really nice, skating the Adapt brand skates in the Vert. Um, felt really good, really fast. I'm looking forward to now building on that um, uh, as, as we're coming into summer. Uh, so that was really fun. So now I'm picking up coffees for everyone at the office and then heading there to do some work before I fly to Sydney for an overnight conference thing and then back to the family tomorrow, Arvo. Awesome. See you later, guys. Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. 
Bad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.